Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the week gone by, for the restful weekend, and we thank you for a new day, a new week ahead. Your word says you daily load us with benefits and we believe, Father, that you have loaded this day and this week ahead as well with your benefits. Your mercy that you renew for us every morning. That gives us confidence that we can still come back to you in all our weakness, in all our limitations and in all our failures and lay them before you in surrender. To ask for your mercy, to reconcile with you and then to ask for your grace to step ahead. And under that grace, then we are able to speak over our day and over our week. We speak success. We speak good health, Father. We speak wellness. We speak growth in our ministry and in our personal spiritual journey with you. We speak light into our life. We speak abundance. And we speak strength to resist the enemy and fight off all temptation in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you that every time you call us by your name and by, you call us each one by our names and we come to you. We commune with you. You pour your peace and joy into our hearts. You pour your revelation. It gives us an understanding of where we are at today and we learn something new. You are doing a new thing in our life today. So because of that word that you have said there, Lord, we look back not on our past but only to learn from it and to step forward so that that open door which is there in our life, we shut it once and for all permanently. And we look forward into the direction that you show us. You hold our hand and you lead us on our path ahead. The path you light up, where you say, do not look to the left or to the right. Keep going forward. That same peace and that joy that enables us to have that clarity of direction, Lord, when we hear from you. We share that same peace and joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. With all those that are beneficiaries of any prayer request that has been made on this group. And those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with all those that do not know you and all those that do not want to know you. And we ask for that light to be shed on them that their eyes be opened. To see your light amidst all the darkness. And turn their footsteps towards it, Father. And so with confidence we call on your name, knowing that anyone that calls on your name cannot end up in shame. The name of our maker, the one who is the lifter of men, the one who blots out our transgressions, the God who honors faith, the ancient of days. And the name of Jesus, your son, our rock, our refuge on which our foundation, our Christian experience, our church is built. The one through whom we have salvation. The word himself, spiritual manna, came down from heaven just for us and now continues to nourish us in the spirit every single day through his revelation and by his spirit. Now we pray in the name of that spirit, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of light and life. fire of heaven within us. The one who reveals the deep and secret things of the Father who has made his tabernacle within us and now gives life to our mortal body that we are charged to hear from the Spirit 
the one who heals our backsliding, who is our strengthener and our standby, our comforter. Thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit, with the gift of every spiritual gift in the heavenly places. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you put on the robe of righteousness on us the day we repent and we call on your name. No matter the gravity of our sin, you are ever willing to forgive. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with your word, your spirit. You have blessed us with angels, with destiny, help us. We thank you, Father, that through prayer we are able to come to you at any time. When we start communing, when we start worshipping, you dwell on those praises. You are attentive to all our needs and to all that we speak in our prayer. When you do not send us back empty-handed, we thank you, Father. As we make our reflection and our prayer this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus as also we cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family of this prayer group. By the precious blood of Jesus, we draw a bloodline around each of them and declare that as our hedge, our barricade in the spirit. And that every spirit that is not of Jesus, that approaches that hedge, be judged by the fire of heaven. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy and perfect will, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us. Protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. And we proclaim the power in our spoken word as we declare your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word, so is our word that each of us speak that goes out of our mouths. And we declare in the name of Jesus that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it and we send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Every day as we pray, we make our petitions and our requests to God. What we require of Him. Today, let's reflect on the question of what does God require of you? Or what do you think is the answer? What does He want from you? What does He expect? Let's look at what his word says. We take two different scriptures and then reflect on where that really connects and what does it mean. First one is Micah chapter 6 verse 8, which reads, He has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you? So that's very direct now here. And it goes on to say, Except to be just and to love. And the extended amplified version says, and to diligently practice kindness, compassion, and to walk humbly with your God, setting aside any overblown sense of importance 
or self-righteousness. So to be just, to love, kindness, compassion, and to walk humbly with your God. And the verse started with, he has told you what is good and what the Lord requires. So when you say what is good, that knowledge comes from the word of God alone. The first thing required of you is read and learn from the word. The Lord doesn't require much. He said there except to be just. So he doesn't want you to cheat others. But to be honest. And then to diligently practice kindness and compassion. Doing what is right and blessing others. To operate in love. This is sort of a culmination of what we've been reflecting on this last week. On working on yourself. It is summing up what the Lord requires of us. Now. And lastly then, he expects us to be a giver. When we say practice kindness and compassion, to honor others, to help and support others. In short, he's saying here what he said in Luke 6 verse 31, do unto others as you would have them do to you. Which is also the same as the Lord's second commandment, where he said, Love your neighbor as yourself. And then the other part is to walk humbly with your God, which is the Lord's first commandment. And this first commandment is well explained or expanded by Moses in Deuteronomy 10, verse 12 and 13. What does he mean by walk humbly with God? In Deuteronomy verse 12 says, now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? You see the same question coming up again here. And it says, in the same breath, Moses, without stopping, answered, to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience with him, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. This was the word, these were the words of Moses. So walk humbly with God. What does it really mean? It means the five things that are mentioned in this scripture. One, fear the Lord, have reverence and worship him. Number two, to obey him. Number three, to love the Lord your God. Number four, to serve him with all your heart and soul that is with a level of commitment and dedication and number five is to observe his commands and decrees these five things put together mean love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength and jesus said this is the law and the prophets it sums it all up that is what the father requires of us let's look at the other scriptural reference for this now. We've seen it in Micah chapter 6 verse 8. You've seen it in Deuteronomy 10 verse 12, 13. Now a direct question came to Jesus in, and this is there in all the Gospels, in Mark, Matthew, and in Luke as well. I'm taking the version from Luke now. Luke chapter 10 verse 25 to 28. 
where one day an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him the question, teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? What should I do means what does God require of me to do? Verse 26, as Jesus says, Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? Now he's pointing back to what we have just read from Deuteronomy 10. And how do you read it? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your strength and all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. Now we've seen how these different scriptures connect to both these laws, which Jesus said are the two greatest laws that are given. Now he is, the man has answered it by saying this. What does Jesus say to him? Right. Do this and you will live. The question was, what should I do to inherit eternal life? To live in the kingdom. Jesus said, do these two things and you will live. So we put aside malice, we put aside selfishness, wicked thoughts, especially pride and self-importance. We saw that in the amplified version of Micah 6.8. Self-importance and pride to be put aside. That crown we must lay down in surrender to him. If we are to walk with him. Finally, I'd like us to remember that though he places these requirements on us, and they feel like a compulsion. We must remember that they have been designed keeping our best interest in mind. His laws are designed to bring us abundance. And so he expects us to follow those laws. Why? Not so that he will have the satisfaction that we are being slaves, but he will have the satisfaction that. We are living in abundance. John 10, 10, Jesus said, I came for this purpose. I did not come to prove a point. I came that you might have life and have it to the full. Some places in the Bible, in the New Testament, you see believers being referred to as slaves of God. And it used to bother me as well, thinking, well, it is still the term slavery. Uh, so what are we talking about when we say where the spirit of Lord is, there is freedom. But when I reflected on it further, all that is expected in that slavery is you follow the rules of the kingdom. You do not question, you do not doubt, you just do it. And the the purpose behind it is when those rules are being followed, when we are obeying those instructions, which is what here he says he requires of us to do, then the hedge of protection is raised up. There is nothing the enemy can do about us. There's nothing he can do to pull us down. There's nothing he can do to accuse us. And at the same time, because this is the law and we have ticked the box, fulfilled it, Abundance must come to us. Abundance in the spirit 
and abundance in the flesh, prospering in all ways. And by prosperity, it doesn't mean financial prosperity. It just means being successful in everything that you do. The real meaning of prosperity is being successful. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we understand the requirement and why this requirement has been put in place for us. So that when we then fulfill it in love, knowing that it is us that you are seeking to build and to grow and to nurture and to ensure that we are successful, then we do it out of love. We do not do it out of fear of punishment. But we do it with reverence in our heart, with love for our Father, who is also the King that upholds that law in our favor. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. Open our eyes to see your truth, what you want of us and why you want it. Help us fulfill it. We ask for that grace in the name of Jesus. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. Those of our families, our friends, especially those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day. For all families that are battling division and separation. For all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds and the yoke of the enemy over their lives, especially prayerlessness. And we pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and friends. Especially those that are not yet saved. And we ask, O oh Lord, quicken them that they might call on your name and be delivered. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we raise all our prayers this morning, including our own personal petitions, those that we are praying for, when we raise them in prayer, and we pray in the Spirit coming in agreement with each other, knowing that where two or three are gathered there, you are, you are hearing every single prayer that is then made there. We believe in our hearts, Lord, that we have already received what we have asked for. And we release our faith, expecting the manifestation of that which we see in the Spirit as answered prayer. I encourage those that can pray in the Spirit to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for the gift of tongues, to release your tongue and your faith. Unmute your mic. Boldly step forward, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Start with one syllable. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
The mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture that was put on my heart this morning is from 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 to 9. The point is this. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do as he has made up his mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance so that you may always have enough of everything and may provide in abundance for every good work. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections as well as Brother Savio's reflections that he posts on all our social media channels and our Telegram platform, please share them with your family and friends, especially the one that God puts on your heart this day. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. 
Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn boldly step out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone.